Hello and welcome to episode 11 from us at the Inside Forward. Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Hope you all had a good one. Um, usual duo, myself and Kieran on today. And we have special guest Tim joining us. He's a good friend of mine and also a personal trainer. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you. It's good to be here. For those listening today, do check Tim out on his social media platforms. Yeah, so um, on Instagram, you can find me at Tim PT, And on YouTube, it's just Tim Lowe. Uh, good, to, good to have you on the show, Tim. Roshan, um, obviously, us being brothers, you're, you're kind of a mutual friend. And yeah, it has been good to see you progressing well in your, in your, um, in your work. It's been quite inspiring, really, because obviously all the difficulties this year with COVID, you you seem to have made it a strength and kept on building your your profile and your name in the PT world, which is nice. And it's, yeah, it's good to see a friend doing well. So good job, mate. Um, but yeah, why why don't you uh, tell us about tell us about your story, how you got where you are, and what it's taken, really? Yeah, sure. So as um, Roshan mentioned. Uh, did a sports science degree with um, football coaching. We were on that together. And um, yeah, sports science is, is a great place to start, but in a way you feel like a jack of all trades and a master of none because it's a very broad topic. You know, there's a lot involved, biomechanics, physiology, psychology. So I didn't quite feel ready for work and I carried on to do my master's in strength and conditioning which was much more dialed in, very specific to personal training, really. But um, I worked at Gillingham Football Club um, alongside. And basically, I did SNC coaching with the under-18s and under-21s, so the youth squad and the development squad. And, um, yeah, basically, alongside the first team as well and saw what it was like working in a professional football club and... That's what I really wanted to do. Yeah, what was it like working in a football club? Like, how how rigorous are the the training sessions, for example? What what was your focus there? Did you get much one on one with players? Yeah, so I worked one on one with a lot of the injured players, um, helping with their rehab um, to get them back onto the pitch, and um, I did a lot of the warm ups to all the trainings and the matches. And obviously, I did the gym sessions with the boys as well. Um, yeah, it's, it was funny because being in a professional football environment, in a way, as, a, as an intern, I felt I was the most secure with my job because, you know, <laughs> players were getting released, um, coaches were getting sacked, um, you know, people were coming and go, yeah, like that conveyor belt system. And so in a way, I felt... I, my job was the most secure, which was quite quite interesting, really. <laughs> yeah, that's that is strange. Yeah, and then after your after your gig at Gillingham, what um what prompt what happened? Where did you go, and what prompted you to change? Yeah, well, actually, I wanted to stay within um like professional football, but uh, what I found out it's a lot of time. It's who you know, not what you know, and it's quite hard to get a decent job at a decent club when you don't have the right connections. And so it kind of just made sense to go down the personal training route. Yeah, Tim, I remember at that time where you just finished your internship, you'd completed your master's in strength and conditioning. 
Uh, and every time I saw a job come up on Twitter or something to do with um, strength and conditioning coaches at football clubs, I'd send it straight on to you. I was yeah. hoping that you'd uh, land something. But from what you know, I've sent you and what you said to me is that you rarely even got um, you know, any sort of feedback or a response, which yeah. uh, must have been a bit downheartening, uh, disheartening considering... You had the educational background and some experience at a professional club. So I think you're right. I mean, it is a bit of a battle of who you know rather than what you know, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. The fact that I couldn't even get an interview was was very um, demotivating at the time, yeah. yeah. Do you, in the football world, do a lot of um, co- managers slash coaches bring their own teams with them? Is that Could that be one of the difficulties as well we see? Yeah, for sure. And I think especially at the higher level, that, yeah. that happens a lot as well. Like the whole coaching staff will, will just be replaced. Yeah, Yeah, because I think I was listening to Poch on Sky Sports the other day and he still, he still talks about his team, like where they're going to go. So they're, they're kind of a package, aren't they, nowadays, the manager Absolutely. and the coaching staff. I mean, if you remember our, uh, one of our tutors, Tim, Niall Clark, he, yeah. he was um, at City when they won the title at Mancini and then he used to name drop uh, Pardew, uh, Alan Pardew for the regular folk uh, and how more or less he, he could follow and bounce off of him and just sort of work within his connections. It was, um, yeah, like you say, Kieran, they have their own teams and uh, people they trust, I guess, in different departments and they bring them along for the ride. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so what was the next step after Gillingham? Um, so, I, yeah, so after Gillingham, I decided to go into personal training. And the funny thing is, after my degree, after my master's, after all my experience, I still wasn't able to get a job as a personal trainer in a gym because a lot of the gyms require you to have personal, specific personal training qualifications, which I didn't have, like the level two and level three. Um, so I had to fork out a f- couple more grand to get my PT qualifications and then finally was able to work at a, at a gym. Well, what was it like, um, you know, coming from a non-gym background, so to speak, throughout the years at university, etc., and then, you know, first days as a personal trainer, you have to find your own clients, uh, you're at a new gym. Uh, how, how, how was that experience? It must have been quite daunting and tough, I'd imagine. Yeah, at the beginning, it was it was quite tough because you you do have a bit of support, but as you said, you are responsible for getting your own clients. Um, so in a way, all your qualifications just go out the window. It doesn't matter whether you have a master's or not. You have to, you know, be on the gym floor, speaking to people, which can be extremely awkward and uncomfortable, you know, approaching random people you don't know, and in a way turning strangers into clients so yeah that is a a very uncomfortable situation and and a learning a learning process i would say yeah during just a quick question about the personal training um qualifications you did did they do anything about kind of uh, how to sell yourself as a personal trainer because it seems like something that you'd want to learn about before heading out to the gym floor to actually try and recruit some clients? 
Yeah, exactly. So it was just a six-week course to get your level two and level three qualifications. And a lot of it, a lot of it was just focused on like the human body and exercises and very training related. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that helpful, to be honest, in terms of the reality of, you know, getting clients on the gym floor. Um, I think from what I can remember, it probably was covered, but only, only to a little, little extent. Okay. So after, um, so after working at a gym, how, how long did you, uh, did you stay there for? Just a... Yeah, so I was based at a gym called Total Fitness in Altrincham. Mm -hmm. I was there for just over a year. And then basically I got um, recommended to work with an individual in London and um, as, as a private trainer. And um, this individual bounces between Saudi and London. And that's when I started my work in Saudi Arabia as well. Nice. So that must have been a really... Um exciting prospect uh you know working with a um, vip client um how did you how did you prepare yourself for that well to be honest um i wasn't very prepared um you know i'm quite a down-to-earth person i would say and i i grew up in uganda which is not exactly the richest country in the world and then all of a sudden being exposed to a lot of wealth, a lot of it, to be honest, was very mind blowing. And it took me, <laughs> it took me quite a lot of time to actually um, process that reality and how, you know, how the other half live, so to speak. Yeah, I imagine that must have been um, quite an eye opening experience. So yeah, Tim, now you're working in this uh, new environment with a VIP client being exposed to a completely different way of life. Um, you know, I know that you'd mentioned previously, um, not in a boastful way either, just in general conversation about, uh, you know, jumping on private jets, uh, flying back and forth. Uh, how, how's that experience? I mean, I imagine it's a bit of a game changer. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, like after going on a private, uh, private jet, uh, Ryanair isn't the same. <laughs> easy I think I remember one um, once. Yeah, flew flew back from Riyadh to London private, and the next day I caught a, a Ryanair or EasyJet flight um, to see the missus in Italy, and it, it just didn't feel the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the reality of it. Um, just. I think it's so important to remember who you are, stay grounded, know your roots, know where you come from, and you know, not try to be something or someone you're not. Um, and uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a plane that gets you from point A to point B. Obviously, it's luxurious, <laughs> it feels nice, but you know, I'm, I'm still more than happy to fly with Ryanair or EasyJet. So, so, so when you went over to Saudi, you, how long have you been there now, Tim? Yeah, so actually, crazy enough, it's coming up to four years in uh, in February. Yeah, in January, February will be four years. So wow, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's gone it's gone by pretty quick. Have you? Are you still with the same client? What what's the what are you doing in Saudi right now? Yeah, so still with the same client, and um, um, I work with other clients as well in my free time in when I'm when I'm out in Riyadh, and um, yeah, I think. 
this year has just highlighted the importance of online training as well and having online clients. So that's kind of been my focus recently. Yeah, I've noticed your um, online presence even on the social media has grown quite a bit and you've been very active and um, the quality of your content has in, improved a lot. You've done a lot of videos on um, YouTube, which was quite interesting and helpful exercises during the lockdown. Um, yeah. So, yeah, anyone listening at the moment, you should definitely go check it out. We'll put all the links up um, on our Instagram page anyway, so you can check it out yourselves. But yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've seen your journey come, come quite far, which is cool. Uh, but one thing I've always um, admired about you is your sort of your personal development that you take upon yourself. Uh, it always seems like you're doing an extra course of this or that and investing in yourself, which I think is so important and maybe not everyone does as in they just focus on the one element of being a personal trainer um but not actually branching out to different different parts and entering like a new world uh, what extra courses have you done um that you've gone out the way to do yourself and in your sort of four-year journey personal trainers have the mindset of being just a personal trainer and they focus on courses related to training and you know health and which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's, it's obviously important to improve your knowledge so that you can go on then to help others and your clients. But I think a lot of mistake that, including myself, um, that trainers have made is not giving enough attention and focus on the business side of things. So being a personal trainer to being a personal training business owner yeah, and I think um, this year, as I mentioned, really highlighted the importance of online coaching and, you know, Facebook advertising and marketing and all that is just a completely other world. And it's, it's something that, that has to, unfortunately, if you want to survive in, in this day and age, it's something you have to take into account, definitely. One of the... Um one of the extra courses you've done that I found really interesting was the movement training course that was uh, uh, done by Conor McGregor's, one of Conor McGregor's team, I believe, who set it all up. Yeah, Ido Portal. Yeah, that was, that was very um, eye-opening again, complete game changer. Um, yeah, I followed Ido Portal's methods um, for numerous years and it was always a um, a goal of mine to go on one of his courses. So when I finally was able to, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, really good. And um, I often like when you've trained for so long, you get bored with doing the same thing over and over again. I find just having diversity in your training um, is kind of what keeps things fresh. It keeps it keeps you motivated as well. Your content on social media kind of shows you incorporating all those things that I've seen you talk about into your training, uh, which is kind of cool to see. If you have a look at Tim's page, you might see him walking like certain animals and stuff, but it's quite <laughs> interesting and cool to see. And yeah, it's uh, really educational stuff that you come out with as well. It's not just like, let's just get these muscles as big as possible, which I think is, uh, no, which can be a little bit of a, put off kind of thing for people um yeah i mean not to throw any shade at the gym bros and that but um you know everyone have their own 
preference and their own goals and what you know what drives them what motivates them so yeah for me i mean aesthetics obviously everyone wants to look good i mean they would it would be a lie if i said i don't want to look good everyone likes to look good but um you know fitness can go beyond just the aesthetics i think yeah as long as you know as as long as you're having fun with it and you enjoy what you're doing then yeah i think uh, i think that's a good good mindset to have yeah yeah it's been a it's been a strange year hasn't it with with the pandemic and everyone spending a lot more time at home even i was um even i was doing like um uh, classes but a few me and a few mates were jumping on zoom and yeah. following like a youtube tutorial or we're finding some sort of workout and we're doing that and just it, it was it was quite different because in the past if i ever done something like that i'm pretty sure we'd be using dumbbells and looking looking to just mass up but the things yeah. we were looking at were more movements and being flexible and basically just coming away from that looking like a, a macho man sort of thing it, yeah, it yeah. seemed a bit different yeah yeah that's super cool i think as well um with a lot of us being restricted to only home workouts we've had to be a bit more creative and you know more body weight movements calisthenic style exercises um which uh yeah which is great for everyone i think yeah i really should do more to be honest but at least i gave it a go during the first <laughs> lockdown <laughs> uh, Tell us, tell us more about Saudi. What's uh, what's like life like in Saudi? I've I've heard um obviously I've seen things on TV and heard friends visit Dubai, which is not too far away. But I've never really heard too much about Saudi. Uh, do you like it out there? Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. Um, Dubai and Saudi. Well, Riyadh. I can speak for Riyadh because that's where I am most of the time. Riyadh is and Dubai are completely different worlds. um just to give you a bit of perspective of how much more open dubai is to riyadh um when i went to dubai for the first time uh, to hang out with some friends i was wearing shorts because we were at the beach and they were saying we're going to the mall and i said do i need to you know change and wear some trousers and they just start laughing at me and they're like what is wrong with you um <laughs> and it's, i mean that's the reality of of riyadh it, there are certain malls you can't go in with shorts <laughs> like you will wow. be you'll be turned down but um i mean that being said yes it can be um quite closed and quite restricted from that point of view but nonetheless there are still a lot of you know positives i see um living in in saudi arabia it's a very very interesting and exciting place to live in right now um Saudi Arabia are experiencing a lot of um firsts in a way you know I've, I was there when women were allowed to drive when the cinemas were open um just just a couple of weeks ago um they launched their first ever women's football league um oh, so wow. there's a lot of opportunity actually um a lot of untapped potential um with with things so for example like now they have this women's football league there's going to be a lot of space for women's football academies which don't exist yet and yeah etc etc there's a lot a lot of opportunities so yeah it's a very exciting place to to live in right now yeah it sounds it man it sounds it 
what's uh, what's your best apart from your private jets and all these things that you get to travel in what's the best bit about uh, being a pt would you say that or the best experience you've had even well i mean it's going to sound a bit cliche but the the best thing about being a personal trainer is is meeting new people and helping them along their journey of you know health and fitness it's it's very rewarding seeing someone you know maybe struggle with certain beliefs or they have a lack of confidence in themselves or you know they don't feel confident in their in their clothes or even in their skin and you just see the growth of how you know they overcome these mental barriers and and become stronger not just you know physically but mentally as well and so it's very rewarding and going back to like working with professional footballers or professional athletes the impact that you have on on elite athletes is you know 1% if that and it's very minimal and it's not very measurable uh on yeah. the pitch or you know on the track or whatever but when you're working with general population the the impact that you see and the benefits are are much greater and and therefore yeah it's it's really rewarding from that point of view yeah i see that that's yeah that's that's nice what about uh tell us the worst bit what's what's the worst thing that's happened to you or what's the one thing you don't like um probably also working with people <laughs> um <laughs> you know no one is perfect and at times people will let you down but it's just it's just part of the game and you you learn how to in a way protect your time protect your energy and obviously it can be quite draining when you're working with people all the time if if the person you're working with is draining if you if you know what i mean but yeah. you just learn how to you know keep things professional and as long as you're looking after yourself then you'll be able to look after other people but if you kind of you know drain yourself out um you know neglect your own self care um uh, that will you know neg- negatively impact um your clients and the people you're essentially you know looking after mm, wise words man wise words um so if there's a pt listening to this what would your uh, number one piece of advice be obviously you're still on your journey and mm. you've got a long way to go even though you're doing well uh what would your one piece of advice be yeah for someone just starting out i would say um you know get comfortable with being uncomfortable don't do what's easy do what's right so do that you're going to find that there's some things you need to do which you're not going to enjoy such as learning what's a facebook pixel or a <laughs> facebook um funnel or trigger or you know advertising or things like that which have nothing to do with what you enjoy but it's got to be done because that's what's going to help you get business and get clients and there's no point knowing a lot about training if you don't have the ability to share that knowledge with people so definitely focus on the the business side of things as well tim you spend um your time you know coming back and forth so you're you're in saudi more or less half the year i believe because of covid this year you were stuck out there um for quite a bit longer than planned yeah 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 so you obviously 
uh, I imagine it must be difficult at times with um, being away from family, friends, and uh, girlfriend um, for quite some time. How how do you, you know, because that must be quite a challenge mentally, I'd imagine. Um, how have you combated that, um, you know, to remain positive while out, while you're out there? Yeah, to be honest, um, I've had some struggles this year, um, like everyone else has, and it hasn't been easy at all. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's been quite challenging, and yeah, I'm not going to lie about it and tell you that oh, it's been great and positive the whole time. But um, you know, one thing that kind of kept me going was just counting my blessings in a way. You know, seeing how you know so many other people were uh, affected in such a you know in, in like people lost their jobs and um you know i i still had a job so at least that was that was a good thing and yeah just trying to focus on things to be grateful for when you know others were in watch when others were in much um worse situations um but yeah i'm not going to say that I was motivated all the time. No, there was definitely times I was demotivated, you know, I just couldn't be bothered sometimes. Sometimes I didn't even want to work anymore. And uh, yeah, it was a struggle. The struggle was real, but you just got to keep going and looking, looking ahead and, you know, have, keeping hope that times are going to get better, which, you know, they eventually will. And yeah, uh, yeah just trying to be mentally resilient as much as possible. Yeah, I, I, something you said there is something kind of uh, I'm a massive believer of. Um, you know, during this whole thing, we've been stuck indoors. Uh, mm. the, the situation in um, England has been quite bad throughout. So it's yeah. been more or less a lockdown for several months now. Uh, even yeah. when we could go out, I think I, I imagine there were people like me that didn't feel it was quite safe to go out. Yeah. Uh, and if you look at the recent numbers, I think that was for good reason. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it is difficult when you don't have the end date in sight, so so to speak, yeah. like your usual trips to Saudi would would have. Uh, you know, you know, you've got something to look forward to in terms of returning to see your loved ones. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that must be uh, quite a challenge. But well, yeah, I mean, congratulations for dealing with that quite well. Uh, you seem to be active. Uh, you know, keeping your mind busy. And stuff yeah. like that. So that's, that's been a massive part of it, keeping myself active. And um, I started a YouTube channel this year, which <laughs> if it wasn't for lockdown, I wouldn't have. And it, it got me through um, those weeks of quarantine, stuck in a hotel room, which wasn't fun. But uh, yeah, just keeping yourself busy and doing what you can. Yeah, you had me cracking up on, uh, to be honest, I put it on the TV at home, so you had me cracking up and uh, the missus cracking up, to be fair, uh, yeah. watching some of your videos where you've done some impressions and stuff. So that that was great to lift, uh, not just your mood, but all your yeah. subscribers' moods as well. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, that was some funny stuff. Yeah. All right, let's uh, stop talking about work for now. Hey, Tim. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, have you been watching much of the football out in Saudi this year? Um, not so much when I was in Saudi because I was quite busy with work. But um, yeah, when I came back to London, try to catch catch the games when I can. 
Yeah, yeah. Just so everyone knows, uh, Tim's um, a fellow Liverpool fan, which we're very happy about. <laughs> we like having Liverpool fans on the show. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, what, what do you think of our chances, Tim? We're sitting, what is it, 31st of December. We're sitting top of the table, but we've just drawn against Newcastle. Yeah. Um, that was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, last night. What, what do you, how do you see this 2021 going? Yeah, I think um, it's, been, it's been going well so far. Just, I think Verge is back in training, is he? isn't he? Oh, I'm not sure. I think he's in some light recovery mode. Light rehab, yeah. Yeah. But I think um, things can only get better um, going forward. I think Thiago, Thiago came on for like 15 minutes as well yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, that was nice. That was probably the only light of that game. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was nice. Yeah. I mean, it's been a great year generally. You know, I mean, we've, we've lifted the Premier League trophy up. Um, mm. And uh, unfortunately, it's not been able to do it with fans or celebrate the way we probably all wanted to. Yeah. But um, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, we can do it again this season. And hopefully, hopefully, the vaccine does does some good bits for us, so we can all celebrate together down yeah. the pub or around someone's house or something. Okay, Tim. I know you're uh, one of your role models and someone you admire is um, Kante for Chelsea. Um, yeah, he's uh, one of your heroes, I believe, in the way he carries himself. But who else have you? Anyone caught your eye this year? Any teams? Any individuals? Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Anguisa, Anguisa from uh, Centre Mid uh, for Fulham. I think uh, he just needs to adjust to the pace a bit, and he's going to be a decent player, possibly the next Dembele or something like that. Yeah, he's good. He played well against us as well. Yeah, he's a good player. Tim, it's been great. It's been great having you on the show, mate. Um, Thanks. It's been, it's been great chatting with you guys, as usual. Yeah, since you've been in Saudi a lot this year, I haven't really spoke to you much and obviously haven't seen you for a long time. So it's, it's, it's good nice to, to catch. You. Yeah, it is. It's nice. Uh, yeah, we spoke about Christmas and it's good to hear that you have a nice one. And I hope you have a great New Year's Eve tonight. And... And you, man. And a good, yeah, a good 2021, really. I hope everyone has a has a good 2021 because this year's been tough. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you all enjoyed today's episode. A little bit different from the usual. Um, hope you all had a good Christmas and wishing you all a happy new year. Hope you all have a good one. See you later.